0: Today's episode is part two of a three-part series on building a life of listening. If you're wondering why we should want to do that and what it has to do with our creativity, I share a little bit of my journey towards that in part one, if you want to listen to that first and light a little bit of a spark of curiosity and longing for that silence and listening in the first part, and today we're going to get into the how. You're listening to the Growing Creative Podcast, and I'm your host, Jane Boutwell. I'm an artist and a creative coach. This is a space that will nurture your heart and empower you to pursue your creative calling, whatever that may be. Francis of Assisi said that he who works with his hands is a laborer. He who works with his hands and head is a craftsman. He who works with his hand, his head, and his heart is an artist. That is why we are focusing on listening and finding ways to have silence. These are the things we need to know what's in our heart to access our heart in order to make deeply authentic creativity, the kind that only you can make, that the world is waiting for you to make, and desperately needing. So today is part two, and we're diving into the how. I'm going to give those of you who are practical ones the easy how-to stuff first, and then we're going to dive into the stuff that's really holding us up the more internal aspects. How do we listen? We have to make space for it. We have to make silence. Some ways to do this are making the choice when you're in the car alone to not turn on any sound. Music, radio, podcast, audiobooks, we have endless opportunities to constantly be learning and distracting ourselves. And there are seasons when that's a kindness Maybe seasons where things are so hard, we need the pain-relieving effects of story. But in order to do this work we're called to, to live fully alive the lives that are our own, we have to have times where we don't distract ourselves to death. And that's one of the ways is to just turn it off if you need Music, you know, making the choice to have music with no words. That's another option if plain silence feels like too much of a shock to your system. Another thing is to make it a priority to have time to yourself. This can be really hard for moms. We can feel really guilty to spend our time that way. So in the latter part of this, I'm going to hopefully inspire you as to why, why it really matters. And it's worth doing, but that could be, it it could be getting a babysitter and going on a hike by yourself. It could just be as simple as when the kids have something else that they're doing, or maybe the older kids are watching the younger ones, the younger ones are napping. It could just be going and sitting right outside your back door and telling them that this is mom's time. And instead of using that to scroll on social media or shop do all the things that feel like what we need? Just sitting quiet and still. You can brainstorm other ways once you know that this really matters because we can make space and time for what we really believe has to happen. Another thing that I think is vital about this process of building a life of listening is just keeping something at hand to. Gather what you discover. That could be using the audio voice memo app on your phone. Sometimes that's all I've got with me, and I don't even have the ability to type out a note, but you can type out a note and email it to yourself or have a folder where you save just those random things that feel important that you hear when you're listening in silence. Another thing is one of my favorite tools a sketchbook. I have multiple sketchbooks around. I used to feel like I should have one sketchbook at a time and start at the beginning of it and keep going with that one sketchbook till I ended it. However, I have different types of sketchbooks that I use for different things. But most importantly, I just want to have them in different places so I can grab one when an idea comes. I even have some really small ones that I keep inside my purse. I'm talking about smaller than the size of my hand. Where I can just jot something down or sometimes it's do a blind contour of tree limbs as a way to just see more clearly and deeply when I'm in silence. One thing Anne Lamott says is that when she's traveling light, she keeps one index card folded in half and a pen or pencil in her back pocket. I have picked up this practice of keeping index cards. I've got some in my purse, some in my bedside drawer, some in my kitchen. Some in my car. I keep them a few index cards here and there everywhere. And even right now on this episode, I am reading notes that I jotted down throughout the day on different index cards. And I'm gathered them up and I'm going from that. It's just trusting that what comes to mind in silence matters enough to be taken note of. But be practical about keeping note-taking tools around and use them. You can think this is so important. I won't forget it, but believe me, you will. And you're right. If it is so important, it will come back to mind, but you can be so much more productive with what comes if you have it written down and you can gather all of that up. And one thing Anne Lamont says about using the index cards, she's like, it's not even so much what's on the index card, but the act of writing it on the index card helps it become more deeply implanted in my brain as something to remember. So. Even if you lose the index card that you wrote it on, the act of writing it down or making a memo or sketching this idea that comes in this listening, it will help your brain lock it in place. So just trust me on this. Do it. (laughs) Another tool to use when you're listening is a journal. Sometimes listening with your hand moving on paper is a way to kind of find what's inside. It's like having a conversation with silence in a way. I've realized though sometimes I have a hesitation and I was talking to a friend she was like I need to journal but I'm I keep putting it off. I don't I'm kind of a, it's like this sometimes we're afraid of what's going to come out. The other morning I finally put pen to paper after having turned a cold shoulder on my journal for many a few weeks and I realized that it felt exposing To all of a sudden put this light on what's going on inside my heart. It's like the black words on a white page. It's this sharp lighting almost uh, to put into shape the feelings that are inside to like shape them into concrete words feels like a, like a vulnerability. Um, this kind of all of a sudden it can feel, it can feel really vulnerable to put things that don't yet have the shape of words around them in your heart to force those words onto paper. So what I've found is having my journal with me, but not forcing myself to write the inner workings that are still unshaped to not force myself to put those down yet, but have a moment of stillness and kind of a, a prayer that's like companionable silence with God. I mentioned Strawn Coleman of Commoner's Communion and how he's been one to kind of model this for me and help me learn this practice. He talks about how he imagines in his chest a window and opening it to God. And it's this kind of like, sit in here with me. And I thought that that was a great way to just, I don't have to shine the spotlight and find the shape and put it into words. I can just kind of sit and invite this awareness that God's with me and God's really kind and gentle and his voice kind of speaking back in that silence and inviting us to see what's there can be a real place of safety. So a lot of times, once I give myself the safety to just be with what's in my heart and an openness to see, but not force, then a lot of times I can kind of admit some of the things that are going on that I don't have the answers for. And a lot of times that's why I don't want to write it down is because I don't have an answer. It feels more like a question, but a lot of times the questions are the most powerful things to discover. Besides your journal, another tool that I use in listening is inspiration or vision boards. And I'm not talking about how do I want to decorate this room? Let's gather all the colors and textures and design ideas. I'm talking about using a vision board as a listening tool for what season I'm moving into in life. It's a great way to listen to what moves us, kind of flipping through visual things like magazines that you can tear pages out of and just watch what stirs in, like what, what Does your eye notice? What captures your attention? What sparks something in you? Learning to kind of listen to what's inside and how you feel about something and then tear that page out. Don't ask why or does it matter? Is it good or not? Should it be? Like how will this all look together? Just learn to listen to those inner impulse and guidances and believe that they matter enough and pull those pages out. Sometimes things inside of us that need discovering come in wordless ways first so just having a visual clue to something over time more can be revealed about it i want to share more of what madeline langle had to say on this she wrote a book walking on water which is about faith and art and she offers so much wisdom after having written a lot of novels and other books in her life but i love her term creative scientists because it kind of honors the experimental process that we do as scientists and as creatives. So anyway, she says, Creative scientists and saints expect revelation and do not fear it. Neither do children. But as we grow up and we are hurt, we learn not to trust. And that lack of trust is a wound as grievous as whatever caused it. So revelation, that's what we're listening for, y'all. When we're doing these practices, we're listening for something that needs to be revealed. That's what revelation is. So she says, there is much that the artist must trust. He must trust himself and he must trust his work. He must open himself to revelation. And that is an act of trust. An artist must never lose the trust of the child for the parent. We trust the one we call Abba, Daddy, as a child does, knowing that what seems unreasonable now will be seen to have reason. After all, all shall be well, and all shall be well, and all manner of things shall be well. She talks at another point about how adults have their intellectual control that they don't want to let go of. And unless we let go of our adult intellectual control and become as open as little children, This means not to set aside or discard the intellect, but to understand that it is not to become a dictator. For when it does, we become closed off from revelation. This is all from her book, Walking on Water. There's a humility that's required for this kind of listening. There's a childlike walking and like, oh, there's a rock. Let me pick it up. I don't have to know that doesn't matter. That's not important. It's just a pebble, you know. It's a willingness to be childlike and to follow those sparkles from time to time. What's catching our interest and not have to have a practical reason for it. A lot of times the things that feel most random and childlike for me to have noticed and seem unreasonable, like there's no point behind this, turn out to have a deeply profound point. And it's just trusting that there is somebody guiding you. There is a revealing spirit in this negative space around us and in our hearts. The Holy Spirit lives within us. If we are Christians, that's what God says. And that Holy Spirit is a creative force. And God made Adam and Eve to be co-creators with Him, to participate with Him. And it's been a huge thing for me to really believe that There are little moments, little things that catch my attention, ideas that strike me that God might use to build something important in the grand scheme of things. And I have to trust that even when it doesn't make sense to me, it does make sense in the long haul. I'm a part of a small group of artists who are believers, and we spend time praying together and sharing our hearts and our art. And we had a very... A powerful prompt before our last gathering where we were to each listen to our heart as far as what object might be just drawing our attention or something about it niggling us, just to be on the lookout for an object. And then once we discern, you know, what is it that kind of strikes my fancy or I'm kind of thinking about a lot or using or interacting with or comes across my path and feels important, using it as a conversation starter With God and asking, what might this object have to speak to me? What might it mean? What might it be saying to me? And you could think, well, that's random. How do I know what the right one is? What if it's not the right one? It doesn't matter. It's a conversation starter, and the conversation is what matters. So, anyway, for me, it was a knife. (laughs) And it was something that I love to use. And it also, as I kind of brought it to the conversation with God, kind of realized how I was learning to cut away things. And also, I only wanted to use that knife for anything and everything I was cutting because it's beautiful. It has this wooden handle and it feels good to use. And I realized, you know what? Having so many knives gets in the way of this knife. It's harder to find this knife. And I don't need a lot of knives when I have one Really good one. It, it was a lesson to my heart in this season of clearing and purging and learning to let go of the clutter so that we can get just the things that really matter. You could use that as a starting point for listening, a prompt for yourself to listen for an object and then bring it to conversation in your time of silence. We're ending today's episode with a really powerful quote by Frederick Beekner. If you haven't heard it before, I hope that it sits deep in your heart and comes to mind when you need it. It was shared for me in a moment when I really needed to hear this and really guided me. The quote by Frederick Buechner, whenever you find tears in your eyes, especially unexpected tears, it is well to pay the closest attention. They are not only telling you Something about the secret of who you are. But more often than not, God is speaking to you through them of the mystery of where you have come from and is summoning you to where, if your soul is to be saved, you should go next. I don't know about the soul being saved. I think that comes through one place and that's Jesus. But I know that Our tears can be a way of knowing where we've been and where we're being called, what work we have to do. I'm going to read this quote one more time because I think it's that important. Whenever you find tears in your eyes, especially unexpected tears, it is well to pay the closest attention. They are not only telling you something about the secret of who you are, but more often than not, God is speaking to you through them of the mystery of where you have come from and is summoning you to where you should go next. Do you trust that you have been made uniquely for a purpose to do important things in this world? Do you trust that there's a guiding Holy Spirit of beauty and creativity whispering to you along the way? Do you trust that it might use things that seem unreasonable in the moment and it might require a childlike creativity and humility to trust this process and listen and make note of things? This next episode that comes along is going to cover what to do when we're listening for something and it doesn't come right away. We don't get the full picture. That happens a lot. And we will talk about that on the next episode. Until then. Keep growing creative. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I feel honored to think of you spending this time with me. I hope that you'll share the podcast with a friend. If you feel like it's worth your time listening in, maybe they'd enjoy it too. If growing authentic creativity and developing more sustainable creative practices and rhythms is something that you want more of, or you're interested in the art that I make, I'd love it if you would subscribe to my email newsletter. Another way to get a little more personable is to connect on Instagram. I enjoy showing up from time to time and Instagram stories and just sharing behind the scenes and moment by moment thoughts throughout my life as a creator. And I'd love to get to know you more and hear from you. So reach out anytime through email or through Instagram DMs. And I would like to thank the sound editor for this podcast, Shepard Martin. And the music is by Sad Moses. Once again. Keep growing creative.